Hey guys, hopping in here before the show starts to talk to you about an exciting new opportunity for us to serve you. So many of you have asked us, and we're excited to invite you to dive deeper with Shannon and I and join the Dirt on Flowers Insider Group. As a member of the group, you get monthly flower farming goal setting and accountability worksheets, a community Facebook group of dirt bags, accountability pods, and a member directory so you can increase your network of marigolds and flower friends in your life monthly live Q&A on that month's podcast topics so you can dive deeper with us and get all of your additional questions answered, bonus teachings on timely and relevant topics, discount codes on future Dirt on Flowers online courses, and early access to our Dahlia Tuber sales. So move the needle in your business and dive deeper with us. It's only $20 a month. I mean, come on, that's the cost of selling one bouquet per month and an investment back into yourself and into your business. We're starting in February with a deep dive into profit first. So head over to our website at thedirtonflowers.com forward slash membership and hop on the wait list. Be sure to sign up and take advantage of our introductory pricing. We want to be for you what we so desperately needed when we first started our flower farms. So let us mentor you, guide you, and encourage you as you take your business to new levels in 2023. We can't wait to see you in the membership. All right, guys, let's join the podcast. I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi guys. Welcome to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. We're here today with like a little bit of real talk, I guess. You know, um, I don't know, Linz. I, I guess I have been thinking a lot about it because Judd and I have had a few pinch me moments lately and I'm like, oh my gosh, the Judd mm-hmm. Shannon like seven years ago wouldn't even believe the things that yeah. are happening um, now. So oh, it's just... We're, we all have those moments, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it's really cool. So I know today we're talking about some major lessons we've learned over the past seven years. And the, honestly, I mean, when I wrote this, we were like just barely scratching the surface. Yeah. <laughs> so many hard lessons. So um, many. So, so, I mean, a gazillion. Yeah. Not <laughs> just gazillion. about business. Some are, but like yes. ourselves and yeah, yes, life, all of it. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's I mean, a business is like. I, I I feel like there's. I always talk about that blurred line or that invisible line that's between mm-hmm. personal life and business. Um, but then you get moments like you were saying those pinch me moments where I'm like, man, I need to like stop and really look and mm-hmm. absorb like all of the you know I've done and created and um and 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 allow myself to feel that. So it's like I think it's good to have those like pinch me moments. And I, cause I think yeah. I, I shy away from them and I don't know if you're the same way, but like I shy away mm-hmm. from them because I don't want to like make somebody else who's in a different place feel bad. You know, like if you're just starting sure. out and they just be like, Oh, okay. Like boast about like how great things are going. It's like, well, there's been a lot of hard steps to get to this mm-hmm. place, you know? Um, but you know, I think about like, I look at, I look up to other farms and big farms that, um, 
and I'm not a big farm, you know, I'm a small farm. Um, but like the, I, those other people inspire me. So I want to, I'm always yeah. constantly like looking to them. So I have to remember that for myself to just like, it's okay to, to allow those moments to soak in and, uh, be excited about the future. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. I, de- I, I think I like, you, yeah, no, you didn't at okay. all. I think, you know, it's like when I visit other farms and like, I, oh, sometimes we visit farms and we're like, oh, yay, we can't wait to see their farm. It's it's going to be amazing and everything. And then when you visit them, you, re- <laughs> you realize they're struggling with the same things you're struggling yes. with. Yeah. And that's what I hope like you guys get from this too a little bit is like we all struggle and there's mm-hmm. different levels. And have we learned some lessons that maybe, you know, lessen like the gravity of the mistakes, you know, how we view mistakes as, as an entrepreneur. It's like, it's like the biggest mirror. It's like mm-hmm. generally it's like everything that you're doing is it's really it all comes back to you which can sometimes be a very hard hard pill yeah. to swallow. It's like oh, you know sometimes you like want to curse your flowers cuz you didn't have enough, they didn't produce enough, but really you didn't follow the seed starting schedule and you should have had that last succession. <laughs> so it is just such a mirror and yeah. um I don't know. There's just been so many lessons learned. And um, we're like, you just, when you just start out, you're just like, I just want to find beauty and inspiration, what we're doing. And and now like just sharing like a pinch me moment for us. Like I know Judd, I don't know if Judd has talked about it, but he always always worked part-time at UPS. So he would go in in the mornings at like 2 a.m. And during Christmas a lot earlier, but he would always get home like around 9, 10 a.m. And then he would work his farm job here. And so now Judd has quit his part-time UPS job, which was like, (laughs) and he had been there 16 years. Uh, He's probably going to correct me. It's either like 16 or 17 years. I mean, that's like a a long, I mean, that has been a big part of his life for a very long time. And actually it's like, and you're going to have these things happen to you too. It's like, we probably could have done it like two years ago. You're just nervous and you just want (laughs) to. I just said that this weekend. I just said it. I was like, I sh- I probably could could have quit a year before I really mm-hmm. but it took me a year at, to talk through it to you know to yes. know that I had like backup Process jobs it. at several other farms if it failed. <laughs> I'm like I'm moving <laughs> to Akron Shannon if stuff goes <laughs> goes awry. Yes. If I I just like I'm just so happy to see to get to see what impact he's going to have on the farm this year and just have more quality of life and everything. But those, but when I was just, if I, I always try to put myself in your all shoes and when we were just starting or we had one or two years, like mm. it felt like such a distant dream. Like it was just like never going to happen. Yeah. So if you really, if you do find yourself in that position, just, I want you to just take a deep breath with a little guidance, some goals, a lot of hard work, you're going to get there. So that really is why we're sharing our five big lessons. So we hope that you learn a lot from today and we're excited to share these things with you. Yeah. Okay. So we, we had that episode, um, it's been a while back. I don't, I, I'm not on my Mm -hmm. phone to be able to flip through, but we had the one of like things that people don't tell you when you start a farm. So it was like, we got a lot of great feedback. We, from, Mm-hmm. From you all just saying like, hey, thanks for keeping it real. And I think we've said a bazillion times that that's like a huge priority for Shannon and I. I mean, it's like top of the list to be yes. as real and honest and authentic as we can um, about what it looks like to run a six-figure farm if your goals are to do this full-time or if you just want to turn a profit, you know. Um, so that's mm-hmm. like 
the honesty piece is, is the part for us. And so, you know, today sharing some of these lessons, I mean, you're going to hear us talk about, you know, and Shannon, that was such a great lead in too about, mm-hmm. um, coming back to yourself. It's like, the accountability piece, oh, it does. It always comes back to you. So it's like, if there is, we always talk about those like pinch points and, um, you know, something that's like the thorn in the side that you need to be able to like propel your business forward. Um, those, those areas are what, when I really look at it, whether that's an employee issue, meaning like there's, it's probably Mm -hmm. communication with me. It comes back to us. So thinking about these things as we move forward, and not be not beating yourself up, but being open to. I just say curious, right? Like instead mm-hmm. of being defensive that it's your fault, just be like, okay, well, how do I fix this? Um, so, yeah. I think early on, I I am so much better at this. But I would say the first lesson for me would be what works for someone else may not be working for you. Mm-hmm. The social media trap, the comparison trap on social media Mm -hmm. is it can, I mean, it can just suck you down to Mm -hmm. the pits in a hurry. And I love seeing, like you were saying, Shannon, like going to see other farms and Mm -hmm. seeing how they operate, like even if they're larger than us, or maybe they're smaller than me, it's like, I still get a a takeaway from it, right? Like seeing how they operate but social media makes that really difficult because mm-hmm. you're getting my highlight reel. You're getting, you yes. know, comparing yourself to somebody's, you know, 60,000 Instagram followers when they just happen to like nail the reels at the right time. I mean, there's mm-hmm. this really, this yes. is why I, we should do a, we should do an episode where we just let me rant about an Instagram. Like I could just <laughs> give all of my. All of my like <laughs> stuff I don't like about it. And then um, I think that would be a great episode. And then I'll probably get shadow banned on, on the algorithm. They'll find me. <laughs> it's, you know, you agree, Shannon. It's like I, with 100%. When they're, when they're starting seeds and you're like, God, am I behind? Like I oh, saw, God. yeah, yes. you, you're We're constantly right looking. And, and mm-hmm. I've talked about this with like a Dow YouTubers. I've, you know, I talked about it recently where I still, it still comes up for me. I get this wave when I saw you did your like restock. I was like, oh, shit, yes, we got to get on that. I'm like, Lens, <laughs> you have a set date. It's on the calendar. Yeah. It's how it works. But it's that like that mm-hmm. fear of missing out on like the income of it. It's like, sure. it's fine. It's fine. You have done it in March yeah. all the time. It's just like an illusion of, mm-hmm. of, uh, I don't know, success, I guess, in someone else's shoes was like, I need you to just stay in your lane is yes. probably the easiest way to put that. But I mean, you think you, your thoughts on this? Yeah. And I think mo- most of the time we have, when we're looking at that stuff, it's like you literally have zero context. I mean, I look at that sometimes the wedding stuff too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could. But really like they have a whole team behind them who's helping them, yeah. helping them assist. And like it really – and I, that is like the beauty of farming, but it's also like the completely aggreg- aggregating thing about it is that there is no recipe. There's no secret recipe to doing anything, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. it's like when we're looking at those things, I do try to – and it's gotten easier over time not – try to think I'm comparing apples to apples and I just try not to compare myself and 
in turn, what I think I encourage you to do is when you see that stuff, really force yourself to turn your eyes inward on your own farm because there's mm-hmm. ener- that's all energy that's being used up where you could be, you know, fueling your own farm to do better Absolutely. as opposed to worrying about what everyone else is doing, blah, 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 blah. You know, we're like our own, like, and I, I love Florette when we talked about a little bit about this before, but when I first started, she was like just kind of starting to take off. And she would like start certain seeds and I, and I would buy them and then it would never work for me. And I'm like, what the yeah. heck? And I felt bad about myself, but really like she's growing in a completely different microclimate than me. Yeah. Her farm, soil, everything is so yeah. different. Yeah. I'm like, why did I expect it to be the same, you know? So yeah. it's think like it's good to be inspired, but not to like overthink what everything else is doing, really deep dive into what's going on your farm and like refinement is in my opinion is like the key to success in farming is like refining your own processes and you're going to need to start looking at yourself in the same way that you're viewing other people you know mm-hmm. so oh yeah. it's a hard yeah. one it is and it still is like you so can have it you can have a tantrum right like i still get tantrums sure. and uh, you know but you mm-hmm. do you have to put those blinders on and you know, stop comparing. Like you said, it's like maybe they got a grant for equipment or a well yes. or – and yes. they're not saying it and that's okay. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and even with like Florette, I remember I went out and saw Sarah from Triple Ren. I, my sister lives in Oregon and I remember asking like how do you keep – like what do you do for like insect – um, you know, pest mm-hmm. control. And she was like, oh, God. she got this look on her face, like the sweetest thing. It's like, I'm going to crush your soul right now when I give you this answer. That's what the look on her face said. And she's like, we just don't have them. I'm like, you don't have them? Like cucumber beetles? The yellow ones? The red ones? Oh my God. Nothing? She was like, no. It's just sweetest. And then, you know, and I got to like walk around. And But what's you know, I'm like, oh yeah, they're in the Pacific Northwest. Like they grow things much differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but what it did give me was like this capacity, right? To see what it looked like to scale up. What did 10,000 dahlias look like in a field? And yes. it gave me that like ability to dream. So I think using those little bits, um, and I've talked about like you know, I, I have limited interaction with flower stuff. I follow a ton of hunting podcasts. I follow a ton mm-hmm. of outdoor conservation things. That's also a personal interest that you don't see that in my feed at all. And because mm-hmm. those are the things that keep me fueled as a person versus like this, you know, at Christmas time, if I saw one more Christmas wreath <laughs> that looked like mine, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a just gauging ourselves on like what capacity do I have to take in more of the same, you know? Yes. So yeah, I think that's just a – it's something that you it's you got to constantly still work at it because it still creeps in for me mm-hmm. at, from time to time. Absolutely. But man, I'm, I am so mm-hmm. much better at it. And I've done – I've taken action to make it be as such that I can like enjoy a platform, you know, a social media platform, for example, like – when mm-hmm. I have a minute, I want to zone out on something. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah, you can unfollow or follow anyone at any point. <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. you have no obligation mm-hmm. to follow anybody who's not serving you. And for me, it's like um, I began looking at Instagram as, and I'll scroll every once in a while. But really, it's more just a platform for me to interact with you guys, my customers, yeah. all of that to gain inspiration. I'm not literally taking a lick of growing advice at all from Instagram at this point. And people will be like, "Oh, that's pretty. Like, what kind of variety mm-hmm. is that?" You know, and I'll mm-hmm. save some 
new different like dye varieties that I want to see or whatever the case. Um, but I really don't, um, it doesn't have much gravity in my day to day. So I would encourage you guys to, to do that too, because there's so much information and oh my gosh, yeah. um, it might not be the right information for you, you know? Yeah. So. One, one thing I did too, this is the, mm-hmm. my last little, but a few years ago, probably two years ago, when they came out with the option to turn off like how many likes you were seeing on other people's feed. Yes. I wasn't – I didn't find myself like as a conscious thought like, oh, man, that post got of mine this many likes. Now, I keep mine on because mm-hmm. I like to see the traction and trends on mine. Yes. But like it'll – so now when I view anybody else's, it'll say so-and-so and others like to post because what I – when I was mm-hmm. following other farms, I'd be like, man, they're getting so much more. Well, it was just like one little thought. And it's like, that's sort of a, to me, that's like a weed. And I needed to pull that out. And so yes. like, that was an easy guard. Now I don't even think about it. It does. I couldn't tell you if that post had two likes or a bazillion, mm-hmm. you know, like I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't see it. Uh, and and that was, it was very, that was something that was just helpful. And like you said too, like following or unfollowing or muting, <laughs> There's all kinds of things you yeah, can do to, to curate course. your feed if you have like a, a, a pattern. Yes. But anyway, yeah, that's my last, that's my last yeah. tidbit on that okay, one. Okay, yeah. And, and, and one other thought on that too, it's like you can be serving your audience and they could be enjoying what you're offering on Instagram and you could have 200 followers. And if it's like mostly the percentage of likes on your post, I feel like you could look into that and you could be serving them mm. so good, even better than somebody who has a hundred thousand yes. followers and yes. a, like a gazillion more likes. So it's like that number is is not important. And I think mm-hmm. just again, like turning yourself inward and looking at what you're doing, it's like, okay, I think it's more taking that piece of info and be like, wow, my customers, mm-hmm. the people who follow me really enjoyed like that type of content. It's like maybe they liked it when I talked about myself and said something funny. Um, and that really engaged them as opposed to like a pretty flower picture, or you can really mm-hmm. see what people is inspiring people. Um yeah. and maybe more looking at it in that way instead of like quantifying it all the time. So yeah, I try to do that too. Yeah. Social media is, man, we really Mm -hmm. should do. I think I just need, yeah, it would be uh, therapeutic to just have like a social media dump. I know we've got it on our our, uh, potential (laughs) podcast uh, outline. It's like things to talk about, but that would be a fun one. Yeah. Get a couple drinks, record in the evening, (laughs) get me all fired your, up. Yeah. What what's your drink of choice? Currently? Um I I'm a uh Jim Beam and <laughs> Coke girl. But in college really? I was I was Long Island Lindsay, so Oh my <laughs> Long Island Lindsay. Oh, I do I I love a good Long Island though. Oh Oof. man, they are good. You they better take good. my cell phone right out of my hand if you put Long Island. <laughs> I will be texting you 2 a.m. I'd be like texting my mom. I got a shirt. My <laughs> girlfriends in college got me a shirt that says uh, don't drink and text. Like it had a cell phone with like the no smoking. <laughs> it was – I was – I'm happy. I'm a happy oh my, socialite. Yeah. Oh, my god. But um, it was just – Long Island, Lindsay. It didn't matter. <laughs> Top shelf, bottom shelf. <laughs> what about you? Are you uh are you I mean, I also um, like a good IPA yeah. too, but Yeah. I mean, beer, I know like Jen and I have been drinking like sometimes at night. It's um oh geez, why am I forgetting it now? Oh, Crown Royal and mm. wait, no, not Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Captain> Morgan. <laughs> 
no, 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 no. Um, oh, crap. It's Fireball. Fireball. Holy and cow. <laughs> fireball and pineapple juice. Oh. So <laughs> we had it at like a fog. It's, it was super good. It's really good. You guys, if you if you oh. try it, you need to reach out and let me know. But you make a little mixy with that. It's very good. It's supposed to taste like apple pie. Oh, I mean, I oh. wouldn't go that far. But, yeah. But it's super good. That's oh, good. Man. Or just like beer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When Judd yeah. was in college, they used to call him because, you know, Bud Ice, you know. But yeah. <laughs> we are really, we are really <laughs> Judd <changing>. Ice. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> they used to call him Judd oh. Ice. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Do people still drink Bud Ice? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I have, I no, have idea. no idea. I used to drink – Ohio State's drink of choice was Natty. Like, so you Natty, like, natty yes. Light. Yeah. Ugh. The, um, Ugh. I, I, I actually got to the point where no. I was like, I like this. What? Like, I just <laughs> – It was within budget. That's what it was. Yes. Oh, yes. man. Okay. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We'll do a social media episode. Well, I'm going to send you your drink of choice, Lindsay. Okay. Make sure you have everything that you need. I love it. Oh, my love God. It. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting back on tracks. Okay. Uh, number two, don't take – oh, this is kind of like going back to our marigold and walnut thing too, but yeah. don't take advice from people who never have the kahunas <laughs> to do what you're doing. <laughs> Everyone knows what kahunas are. That's like a well-known word, I think. Mm-hmm. Spanish okay, for walnuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's Spanish or not, but. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Ignore us. Yes, please. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. So don't don't take advice from people that would never, like literally never even think or dream of taking the risk that you're mm-hmm. taking by doing this and putting yourself out there. This is so good. And it's like, for me, it's like when we first started, it's like every person who had mm. any type of garden was going to trump tell me what kind of perennial to put in mm. and why would I plant annual flowers that wouldn't be profitable the whole I mean I could literally mm. go on and on for days and eventually I started to realize that hey there's like a real difference between what I'm doing growing commercially like for profit versus growing for enjoyment of my my garden beds so you know there's always going to be those walnuts you know that are mm. trying to tear you down and stuff and the truth is that they would could never put themselves out there the way that you are and um part of them envies you so they have to kind of like you know kick you down a notch too yeah. so yeah walnuts love that's giving a, their opinions i know that's what i was gonna say i actually thought Ugh. about it as like a mm-hmm. uh you know how I'm always like in deep thought about something. And after our episode, our uh, Marigold episode, I was thinking about like the walnuts, each of them when I was looking through them, like what's the fear that's driving that thing, you know? And it it's, mm-hmm. it's always yes. fear. It's like they aren't living out their passion, right? Or maybe it's just like, like you said, being envious of something and maybe they're envious because you know, they're, they're stagnant or they don't have the thing in their life that kind of lights them up the way, you know, Mm -hmm. we found within, you know, agriculture. And so, yeah, they, they will, they will rub off on you, uh, their negativity (sighs) so easily. And you kind of have to have your walls up to be like, nope, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling solid. Like you said, going back up to number one, like that pinch me moment, you got to live in that pinch me moment, right? A little bit, give yourself, as my mom says, a little love sandwich here and there to just remind yourself (laughs) that you're, I know, to remind yourself that 
like you're doing a good job and like somebody's mm-hmm. always going to have an opinion. You know, somebody's always going to have something like no doubt. two cents to say. No doubt. <laughs> and oftentimes they don't even know. They don't even know. They're probably they, surrounded by exactly. a bunch of walnuts and they just think they're the yeah. shiniest nut in the group. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh and they're trying God. to drag you down. I heard it as a uh, yes. I heard it as an example once about crabs in a bucket that mm. if, if you imagine like a bucket full, a five-gallon bucket full of crabs and all of the crabs are trying to get out of the bucket. And so mm-hmm. you've got one crab that's like, I see the light. I'm getting out, you know, like screw the rest of the thing. And they're going out. All the other crabs are trying to pull them down in. So it takes a really strong person, crab, to get out of the bucket, leave that whole like – because society as a whole can do that in certain ways, right? Like whatever Mm -hmm. group you're aligning yourself with, you know, it's – you could take that in any context, whether that's like farming, business related, personal life, mm-hmm. you know, you want to leave an unhealthy job and people are like, no, you should stay. The comfort of the money, like a yeah, steady, you know, steady sure. paycheck, you got health insurance benefits, all these things, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I'm getting out of this bucket. I'm going yes. back to the sea, <laughs> wherever they live. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that just that yeah. whole thing is like dra- yeah. kind of drags you down. So. so I just think avoid, try to avoid those people yeah. or just, yeah, lessen the gravity that they have on you is incredibly, if I, if I truly, if I would have listened to all the people that said that this would never work, I would never be here, you know, talking mm-hmm. to you guys. So it really is just so important just to like follow your own gut on this kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you have to bet on yourself. And Judd says that a lot. You know, he's always like, I, I'm going to bet on myself. I encourage you guys to bet on yourselves too. And that that's really what, you know, there's no outside forces that are going to make this work for you. You know, you're going to have to make it work for you. So yeah. that's really an important piece. As our third lesson mm-hmm. or tip, I guess, is just finding an amazing support friend or group mm-hmm. because, I mean, we touched on this in the Marigold episode, but who you surround yourself with is a huge indicator of what the, you know, the trajectory, trajectory, how, what, mm-hmm. how do you say that word? Trajectory. Yeah. Say that again. Trajectory. Tur? <laughs> With a T? Tra. Is that right? Tra? Tra. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> tra- tra- <laughs> trajectory. Trajectory. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have had, there's nothing in this coffee. That word, it it shifts when you surround yourself with people that are supportive. I think that's been a huge part, I will say, of my success, my family, um, my mm-hmm. friends, my employees, my previous employers were fantastic. That's why it was so Aww, damn yes, hard for me too. to leave. You know, yes. they just were like, they just liked me as a person. They were supportive. They, they wanted me to to continue this path. So it was like, it made things difficult, but it also was like a really nice, you know, kind of like a, a, that supportive hug to say like, yeah, we're, you've got this, like, you know, everybody around Mm -hmm. the community. Um, And I think that kind of builds momentum, right? When you show up, because you're always going to have walnuts or negativity that is out Mm -hmm. there somewhere. And, and I think for me, like surrounding myself with good people, it does make it harder to see it, to see the negativity. But when you do hear it, it doesn't stick yes. with you quite as long. Like I've called, you know, I called yes. you like boohooing and stuff earlier, mm-hmm. you know, last year about some things. And it was like, it just didn't, it didn't hang with me like it would have in the past. And I feel like, cause I've got that like yes. network of people mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be like a huge network. It can just be no. 
a person, a sounding board. Yes. Yeah. They can, somebody that can stand in their own, like one thing I think Shannon that you like, I I hope I do this for you too, but I know you do for me. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're, you're never comparing your business to mine. We're just like supporting each other, giving each other ideas. And like, it's just a, uh, like we're both doing the same thing, but it's like, you can kind of rally that other, you just or have a way to like rally me in a way where it like refocuses me. And I just, I just appreciate that a lot. So, yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate you too. So it, it just is like so incredibly important to have that. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, and do you ever listen to the Ed Milet podcast ones? No. Oh boy. Okay. Add he has this like list. super deep. Yeah. He has like this crazy deep voice. Like, welcome to the Ed Milet podcast. <laughs> 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 Anyways, every once in a while, he has like a topic that, like catches my eye I'll listen to him and he had one or maybe he said it in one I'll, I'll have to go back and look and see if I can find it for you guys but what he talks about is <clears throat> that we all have like an internal thermometer so you know you've, you've heard the phrase that we are the people that we surround ourselves mm-hmm. with and our internal thermometers are set at a certain temperature so when we raise our temperature and we do something that's like out of the norm for us or we push ourselves, it raises our temperature. So it feels uncomfortable. And just so then all you want to do is get comfortable. So you like lower your temperature back down um, to try to feel comfortable and good again. Um, So the only way to raise your internal temperature, there's only one way to do it is to have other people be around other people who have higher temperatures than you. Um, so that's the number one way to do that. Yes. So if you keep hanging out with people at the same temperature who are in the same comfort zone, same level, that's eventually what you're going to get. You're going to feel uncomfortable when you go higher and they're going to, all they're going to want to do is bring you back down to their, your comfort temperature. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it is. Totally. Yeah. So, so I do encourage you is like to try to find others who who work at a higher temperature and then your temperature will naturally raise to meet their temperature. And I always like really loved that because it's like so important, the good people we have. And I think that's a piece that I really do hope the community piece for the Dirt on Flowers Inside Insiders group that we're trying to encourage you to interact with one another, have our small like accountability groups to make flower farming friends that can be that encouraging, you know, voice so that you can raise your temperature and um, really just grow your business by supporting one another. I think that's that's huge. So I love that. I mean, I have to I have to listen to that. I have to find that episode. It's just it's also that like piece I was talking about earlier, right? About like saying the things that are big, you know, uh, big goals as far, you know, whatever the, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I'm afraid to say something to be boasting because I don't want to have somebody like feel less than, but I, I want them to be like, yeah, I want to be friends with that badass, you know, like, and that's where, that's where I find myself seeking is someone, I find myself seeking out people that are you know, they have big goals and, you know, that's what, those are the type of podcasts, like business related podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to and all of that for that exact reason. So yeah, I love that. And I think like even trying to find a mentor or somebody that you can trust that has your best interests of heart, 
you know, when they're giving you advice, all of those things, keeping your best interest, that is just so important. Some of my best mentors, I paid to consult with them and honestly, they were worth every single dime for the extra attention I've got. And now I just have this like really special person that I covet in my life, you know, because they are there when I need something and they're really giving their, you know, it's not just this, you know, generic response. Like they're really taking into account me in when they when they talk to me so it's just incredibly important yeah no I agree so the next lesson which I think is huge and I see this a lot when we do like one-on-one consulting is at the beginning of the season making sure that you do that you have a plan so this could be for anything because shiny object syndrome is real especially when you're first getting started because there are so many ways to do what we do I am I mean just Mm -hmm. weeding methods weeding tools latest trends techniques all of it. So I really do encourage you. And I talked earlier a little bit about refinement. And I think that's like the key for us, at least has been just being successful. And we've tried a couple different things, but really finding one thing that works for your farm and then expecting that you're going to make adjustments. It's not a failure if you have to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. That should be expected that you're going to do that. So to try not to fall into that, um, the endless, you know, try and think there's always something better out there. So having that plan for the year, sticking to it, and then making adjustments at the end of the year, because we can throw a lot of money at trying to fix things mid-season. And sometimes it's just better to ride it out or work with what you have. So mm-hmm. it's um it's hard. Yeah. I think there's in the, I, some of these themes and these things we're talking mm-hmm. about kind of tie back into each other because that yes. whole social media piece, right? Like where we're talking about staying in your own lane, not doing comparison. Mm-hmm. Those comparisons can lead you to a little bit of FOMO, right? Like missing out on, you know, an opportunity to make money where, you know, for me, I talk about it that I don't do full service weddings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you talk about it, Shannon, I'm like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. should I? And then I come (laughs) back and that thought is driven by money. It's not driven Mm -hmm. by what fuels me. Those our micro weddings have been very successful. They work so well. I yes, I enjoy them. And so for me, I had a plan of not doing full service. So being able to stick to that plan mm-hmm. and you know moving forward, it has become more profitable for me because I did make adjustments and I was able to kind of pivot and see. Um, through like talking through the whole process of like what really wasn't fueling me with it. Like why was I so frustrated with it? Why did I want to drop it? I actually got advice from somebody, a consultant to just cut them out completely. You shouldn't be doing it. Give all your deposits back. And I had to like sit with that Mm -hmm. and then process through that whole thing of like, okay, like how does that work with me and my for me within my business model, can do I have the capacity to take these on? And that's when I delegated things to Emily. Mm-hmm. And she's managing those pieces so that I didn't um, necessarily enjoy about the wedding process that she's she's handling now. Yeah, it's like it's very easy to get derailed when a new idea comes up. And I think you're right, just like sticking to the plan that you have for yeah. that season that mm-hmm. focus really kind of propels you forward. Yes. You said it earlier, and I'm not sure what you're talking about, saying laser focused on it. I feel like you said that at one point. Yeah. Maybe it was on a different recording. But <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the laser focus is really like it kind of weeds everything out, right? If you have like a – even if your plan, we could dial this plan even into like our word of the year, like our vibe, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. It's like does that – 
does that align with what that goal is for the year? My goal is to have mm-hmm. like more fun. You know, that was what I was talking about. And like, does that particular thing bring more fun into my life? Obviously, mm-hmm. there's still going to be work, but I can kind of do a gut check in with that and, mm-hmm. you know, see that that's uh, where the direction that I really want to go. So yeah, I think sometimes people come to like, come to us asking for like the one, you know, golden answer to that's going to yeah. make all their far farming <laughs> journey easy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just not that way. It's just going to take mm-hmm. time and adjust, adjusting and refining and learning and, and figuring out, wow, we did that and I absolutely hated it. Never again. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, again, like just talking even about like turning your eyes inward to yourself, like really taking those close looks at your own farm, um, is just so important. And we just to think that we can expect everything that's going to work perfectly the first time around. Um, It's just not realistic. So I just think that's such an important piece. Yes. Yes. Part smoke and mirror. Yes. You think you need to like learn and accept that this is a journey Mm -hmm. and we are all figuring it out as we go. And that's okay. Like there's just not, it's the beauty and the maddening thing about about flower farming. And um, I think once you accept that every failure is an opportunity to learn and do better and not beat yourself up over every little mistake, then I think um, we would all be a lot better off. And I have to give myself that pep talk too sometimes. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's just important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the last piece, like the last piece of advice is, and I feel like I have a sticker mm-hmm. on my car that says comfort is a slow death. So this is like oh, yeah. my, mm-hmm. which sounds really like dark, right? Yeah. But it is this, it <laughs> has to do with the temperature piece that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's being comfortable. And this is setting goals that make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And your comfort zone is always stretching, right? Or should be, yes. in my opinion. Yes. I always want to feel a little bit of discomfort, whether that's mm-hmm. like currently got some stuff going on in my personal life that I want to just like stretch some things for myself and, and habits. And I'm not comfortable with it right now. Some of that includes going to the gym. It's just not a well-oiled machine yet. It's the habit isn't like fully formed, even though I've been doing it for four months. Um, I still don't want to do it. And if I could give like one piece of advice on that, it's like whether you're sticking, you're trying to get like a new habit, you're that could be a personal thing, like eating better, working out, or it could be business related that you're trying to be more consistent with a newsletter or communication mm-hmm. with your employees, uh, harvest sheets, sticking to your seed schedule. You're going to not want to do it. Like you're, yes. you're not going to want to do the thing, but it's like, that's the part of keeping, like not breaking a commitment to myself where I'm like, nope, I'm going to keep doing it and getting up and just saying like, okay, is this thing in my life right now supporting my future self? And mm-hmm. there's going to be some discomfort in that. And so writing down goals and things that feel real, they should feel realistic to you, but they should also feel a little like prickly, like, yee. I don't know if I want to say that out loud. <laughs> and so here's a, this, I'll give you an example is I talked about a year ago or so that I had, I wanted to do more speaking engagements. I love them. I love teaching. I love seeing it click for somebody Yes, when they come back and they're just like super fueled because I do feel like I have something to offer, which 
is uncomfortable for me to say. That feels Mm -hmm. vulnerable. That feels uncomfortable for me to say. But I said it on my Instagram. I just had this platform. I actually spoke, Shannon, at that growers conference that you spoke at. Yeah. Yes. The previous year, they wrote me a check and I put, I deposited it remotely via my cell phone and I hung the check. It's still on my refrigerator. And I thought that is a motivation for me that I'm like, I do want to get valued for my time. And it's okay that like, I do want to speak at conferences and that's okay. Well, what happened for me was I got a lot of opportunities to speak in the last year. And some of them were on really big platforms. I got to speak at the ASCFG and it opened up a whole nother side. Now I get to speak at a conference, a agritourism conference in Texas. Very cool. Yeah. And it it also like this conference in Texas it feels uncomfortable because it's not my flower farmer <laughs> friends that get all my cheesy jokes. Yes. And like, now I'm like, okay, this is a whole new crowd. These people don't even know who I am. They don't even know. I love you. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> But it feels uncomfortable because I keep stretching mm-hmm. that platform. You know, I'm sure you have. The, I'm sure you have the same yes. feelings, right? About yeah. like your goals, of course. Yeah, and sometimes it's just like one little action. Like I even, I, I mean, I tell this to my kids every time. Like, like last night, w- my kids are I, doing ice skating lessons, and my youngest is very shy and reserved, and she did not want to do it because she fell the first time around. And I'm no. like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put one skate on the ice. We're going to take a deep breath and then we're going to put the other skate. And then they have the sweetest teachers that are encouraging her and stuff. And she eventually got going. But it was just like we do have to take that first step and we do need a cheerleader going back to having that that person who can encourage you. And that's where it's so important to have that too mm-hmm. is having that extra cheerleader to encourage you to put you out, uh, put yourself out of your comfort zone because it's going to feel very hard. And even like for us, when we first started the farm, just saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I told the story, but when we first told everybody, we were having a friend's giving at our house, Judd. And I would like, to me, I would never tell a single soul that I was starting yeah. a flower farm until I like literally had a flower. <laughs> But Judd is so good at that. He is just he is just like Mr. Social, like loves putting it out there. When Judd said, oh, we're going to start a flower farm <laughs> in the spring and literally crickets. Finally, somebody spoke and said, what's a flower farm? <laughs> and we're like, what? They just like didn't even get it. Now, there were some questions, but like literally I changed the subject so fast I could not get out of the room fast enough. Yeah. But it's like he like took that initial step and I needed him to like literally push me to put it out in the world a little bit. So like not everyone was completely shocked. It's like, can't you just find out on Instagram like with the rest of everybody else? (laughs) They're like, why did you say something? (laughs) But it is like taking that first step is so important. I think this podcast was Mm -hmm. something for me too. It's like when – when and I, Lindsay and I are both avid podcast listeners, so we've always like, oh, you know, we're sharing good ones and all that. And then we would talk about, oh, we really just wish that we saw like had something more real, um, yeah, more yeah. actionable, all the things that we were looking for. Um, and so we've always talked about that. And then finally, this past year, I was like, well, why don't maybe we should think about mm-hmm. it? And we were like, should we? Oh my gosh, should we? And I just remember that first like uncomfortable. <laughs> Like why? You know, it's yeah. is it normal? It's completely normal to think like why? Why does anyone care? You know what I have to say, really? Oh, it's yeah, yeah, it's hard. yeah absolutely. You're putting yourself, and I think it opens you up to like a very 
we're opening ourselves up to feedback from people that yeah. we don't know. It's yes. uncomfortable to just like, because yeah. we, yes, we've gotten like a ton of great feedback. We've also gotten, mm -hmm. it's not negative feedback, but it's things that like challenge our thought process a little bit sure. on things where it's like, we, you have to have, you have to be open to hearing that. And that little bit of discomfort still, I'm still learning from it, right? Yes. Where it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to let that any, any, what might be quote negativity or feedback mm -hmm. stop me. Cause I know that there's a lot of value in whatever the thing is. I mean, I've, I've shared about the, the Airbnb. I, it's scary to me because I don't know what I don't know. Yes. You know, building costs are super high. I've gotten all kinds of, you know, people, shelling walnuts out, out at me, you know, wanting yeah. me to say like, you know, here's what, you know, have you considered this? You should probably do that. Ugh. And I take it, I hear it, but I can hear it from a curious spot versus like mm -hmm. letting it sort of like beat me down. Cause I, I was not, I think I was good in the beginning at staying small, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm sure it was uncomfortable starting a flower farm, but like mm -hmm. It, it took me a little bit to get some confidence within myself as a person to stretch that comfort zone. Yes. Be uncomfortable with like failing or having a market that wasn't successful and like mm -hmm. no and in knowing that it was okay to step away from something that wasn't necessarily working for me anymore. And there's you know, some of them cost me a lot of money. Yeah, of course. For that, for that particular reason, it it does like such an evolution of self entrepreneurship is mm -hmm. like, and I think I think back to it's like when we were originally thinking talking about doing this podcast, we were like talking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, but really, it stretched me so much this year um, to put myself out there for you guys um, to let you guys in, and I feel like. Wow, it's like I have transformed to the point now that my word for 2023 like is marigold. Mm. It's like to be more for you all and yeah. for others. So it's like yeah. wow, for me it's like to 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 do that is a really big deal and like we just really need to embrace that entrepreneurship and what we're doing can be uncomfortable and it should mm. feel yes. uncomfortable. It should. Yeah. If it doesn't, you're doing something wrong. Well, get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Get yes. comfortable with yes. feeling uncomfortable because that is – it never goes away. The Just the discomforts mm -hmm. change and, um, yes. you know, you just got to have more fireball, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Is that like – A little fireball. <laughs> Well, fire, fireball. Is that why you hang out with me? Am I your fireball? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, in so many ways. Oh my god! And you're my you're my, oh my sweet god. Long Island. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> god, that's okay, gonna next stick. Time, I know. <laughs> next time you, next time we get together, we are going to have drinks, and I, I yes. really need a Long Island. I haven't had one in forever. It's been a long oh, time. Yeah. Ooh, top shelf too. We gotta do a top shelf. Heck, oh, gonna of do. course. Come on. <laughs> oh man, yes. I cannot believe I verbalized. I brought Long Island Lindsay back. It's been over twenty years <laughs> since, she, since she left Ohio State, and she oh just is. She is back. Yeah. So I don't I know. I think that's good. Do we have any? I know. No. <laughs> Oh, there'll be a lot of editing in that <laughs> podcast, babe. A lot of editing. She's on. Oh my the gosh. Hook. Yes. Oh, I think okay. that was good. Anything yeah. to add on the No, I don't think so. It's just I think I think we ended good because I think like you do mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortable is just incredibly important. 
And yeah. it's just, it should, you should write that word on your fridge. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. That'd be a really be good reminder every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah, for sure. Except for your, your shoes. You can't have a sock <laughs> sliding off in that boot. You got to have good footwear. Other oh, than that. I'm the queen of inappropriate footwear, so I never have the right shoes on. Oh. Yeah, you wear – what do you wear? Bogs or something? Don't you wear those yeah, like flip-flops or like slip-on bogs? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Don't – do yeah. not listen to me. I, I wear compression my socks. You do? Yeah. Why? Oh, I have varicose veins. I have like <laughs> – I have – listen, no. I have bad circulation. Yes, I really? do. Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> God bless my mother. I know. Well, yeah, I'm that not going to call genetics. There's genetics here. I'm like, <laughs> I thought, I thought that crap happened when you had kids. I don't have kids, <laughs> other than I guess I'm taking care of a lot of baby plants. No compression socks. That's they make me true. like my feet, my legs less tired when I'm like really? running around. Yeah, okay. I really like them. They don't look Let's as see. cute with shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We uh, we talked about you know when I texted you and asked about. What kind of gear do you wear? And you gave yes. me your like list because we, I, I do have like specific workwear that I like to wear. Yes. But the truth, mm-hmm. then I like started looking for pictures of like you <laughs> or me in that workwear. I literally have a picture of me in like compression socks, gym shorts, and a tank top. And I was like, that's actually what I wear. Like I'm not. That would be lying. That would be yes. What what no. we try to not do. But I do have like certain <laughs> shoes and things I like. But I mean, I normally am just like pulling yeah. things out of the. <laughs> It's yeah, just rags. I know. Well, me too. Well, I, I promised myself this year that I'm going to try and wear a Bloom Hill shirt like most days because yeah. I, I would have customers come around from like to pick up and I'm like looking like the, the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> have to be terrified. I'm like, oh my God. I'm mm-hmm. like, because they want to talk to you. You know, they always come up. They're like, where is Shannon? <laughs> it's like. Rachel's like, um, somebody wants to talk to you. I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, I uh, think that's that's just reality, though, right? Like, you can you're still yeah. gonna look like that, but you just might that be in scare them though. Bloom Hill gang or Bloom Hill <laughs> gear. Yes. Oh my gosh! Well, oh, okay. all right, that was fun. That was a fun yes. episode. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, I hope you guys found a lot of uh, value mm-hmm. in inspiration and what we're kind of talking about and just to know that like you're not alone if you're feeling all of these things we're feeling them too we're still feeling them we're not sharing these things in in telling you that like we have it all figured out because we don't we still are like Mm -hmm. still figuring all of these things out so you know if you if you like what you're hearing this type of conversation this is what we want to have with you in our membership group so the dirt on flowers insiders dirt bags unite in one group <laughs> just going a little bit deeper getting a little yes. more you know conversational stuff like this with our zoom calls and kind of giving you some more behind the scenes stuff with with uh, each of the topics that we're talking about for the month so if you haven't jumped on our waitlist uh, head over to the dirt on flowers uh, website. It's www.thedirtonflowers.com forward slash membership. You can sign up. We're going to start at the beginning of February. So you can hang out with a bunch of dirt bags. Be, be super uncomfortable for in a, yes. you know, stretch, stretch your, <laughs> uh, stretch your comfort zone a little bit, but we cannot thank you guys enough for listening in each week. It, it seriously warms our hearts to, to be able to talk to you about our college drinking days <laughs> and our current uh, farm goals and just having a little bit of fun with you each week. So if you haven't, share our podcast with a friend. We would so appreciate it. And uh, thank you for supporting us. And we will see you the same time, same place next week. Bye, guys. Bye.